What's up, guys? Brett Apple here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. We have Leon Edwards versus Bilal Muhammad in the main event this weekend, UFC Vegas 21. Should be another fun slate of fights. Coming off UFC 259, a crazy event. 15 fights, all 15 fights stayed on the card, which was awesome. Before I get into my quick, uh, quick picks, make sure that you're subscribed to the channel like the video as always really helps us out a ton a lot of great content coming out throughout the week not just in mma but of course we do have the dogger pass podcast paul shaughnessy cody softick mad lab does his main event breakdown and we got the quick picks here going to give you my favorite cash game play tournament play salary play and my fade of the week for edwards versus muhammad last week let's see nunes was a cash game play that was an easy one uh, tournament play was Rakic. He ended up winning, but it was kind of a snoozer. That was unfortunate. Aljamain Sterling was the salary play. He came through a little lucky, but we'll take it. And the fate of the week was also a little lucky. Kaikara France um, ended up winning by knockout, but I don't think he was very competitive with the optimal lineup. I have to double check on that, but um, he definitely was not on the winning lineup on DraftKings. So it was a back and forth week, not our best, not our not our worst, and we're going to move on to UFC Vegas 21. Let's see, cash game play going to start off the week with my man in the main event, Leon Edwards at 9K against Bilal Muhammad. Edwards is minus 260 to win, and I, I think there's a case to be made to be light on him in tournaments because he typically doesn't score that well. But I think he's very safe in a victory, especially over 25 minutes, especially in this matchup um, against Muhammad, who's going to want to push a high pace. And look, Edwards hasn't fought in two years. We haven't seen him since 2019. And there's some concerns around that as well. But I do think it's a good stylistic matchup for Edwards. He's going to be bigger than Muhammad. He's longer. He's more physical. He's a better athlete. I consider him to be the better technical striker. He's a more dangerous striker. I consider him to be the better wrestler. All the tools are there for Edwards. There's some concerns about his volume, some concerns about his cardio coming back from a two-year layoff, whether or not he can last a full 25 minutes. He looks actually he looks absolutely jacked in photos. So you never know what that means, but I think we're going to see a decent performance out of Edwards here. And more, most importantly, the favorite in the main event again, minus 260 to win. He can strike. He can wrestle. Yeah, he may not put up 150 points, but in cash games. He's much safer than the fighters surrounding him um, in his price tier. He hasn't lost since Kamaru Usman in 2015. He scored 99, 72, 68, 103, 76, 80, 78. Again, there's a case to be made to be lighter on him in tournaments when you're searching for that absolute ceiling. But I think Edwards is a very safe play on this card. He's not expected to get finished. The over on... Let's see, fight goes the distance is minus 180. So even if you get five rounds out of Edwards, he should put up a decent score at 9K. Definitely one of my favorite cash game plays of the week. All right, moving on to my tournament play of the week. I'm going to give out Ronnie Yaya at 9.2K. Um, the reason that I like Yaya here against Ray Rodriguez is basically only for his upside. And I talk about this a lot, but there's a difference between how confident you are in a fighter winning as opposed to how confident you are in a fighter scoring well when they win and the latter is what i'm on here with yaya he's an expert submission grappler been in the ufc for ages he's getting up there in age wear and tear on his body i don't really trust his cardio 
I have some concerns about the matchup, but he's such a dependent grappler, and that's a positive in a lot of ways. Uh, let's see, Yaya is... Um, he only lands 1.59 significant strikes per minute. So we're not counting on him to go out there and win this fight on the feet. He lands 2.86 takedowns per 15 minutes, and that's going to be his, his path to victory here. He's going to try and wrestle. He's a very good submission grappler, and he's going to be looking to win inside the distance. He has the best inside the distance line on this entire slate. It just jumped to minus 130. I believe that's the only fighter on the slate. Um, better than plus 100 inside the distance. So that's always something to note, especially when the new scoring system is so uh, geared toward grapplers. We just saw last week Tim Elliott went out there and laid on Jordan Espinosa for 15 minutes and almost put up 100 points. So Yaya, if he wins, it's going to come from takedowns. It's going to come from control and probably from a submission against Ray Rodriguez, who is a is bigger, is a better athlete, is a better striker, but um, he's been submitted three times. He lost in the contender series to Tony Grevely in which he was taken down and TKO'd on the mat. His UFC debut, he was submitted by Brian Kelleher in 39 seconds. Again, this is not a lock for Yaya, and I do have some concerns about him just being too old, but I'm definitely going to have a lot of exposure to Yaya in tournaments because when this dude wins, and he is minus 290 to win, when he wins, it's going to come from grappling, a lot of it potentially domination, probably inside the distance, and that is very likely to put up a score good enough to end up on the optimal lineup. So Yaya at 9.2K is going to be my tournament play of the week. All right, moving on to my salary play of the week. I'm going to give out Gavin Tucker at 7.6K here against Dan Ige in the People's Main Event. Tucker's plus 130 to win. Should be a great fight. And I've been... Um, underrating Tucker a little bit in part because he took a, a life-changing beating against Rick Glenn in 2017. He had to take a couple years off from the sport. And since then, he's won three fights in a row against Sengwoo Choi, Justin James, and Billy Quarantillo. He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. He's a good wrestler, and he's landing 4.4 significant strikes per minute. I thought he looked excellent in that matchup against Quarantillo. And Dan Ige is, is tough because he again, came into the sport as a good submission grappler, but it's really been his boxing that's won the day a lot of the time. And he's coming off a main event loss to Calvin Cater, which was a clear but competitive. He beat Edson Barbosa. I actually thought he lost that fight. But the reason I like Tucker here, A, is because of the value. He's plus 130 to win and 7.6K. So he simply has high win equity compared to fighters in that surrounding price tier. And... I also like that he can wrestle and strike. Um, Dan Ige, yeah, he's a good submission grappler. He's defending takedowns at 59%. Gavin Tucker's a black belt, so he shouldn't be afraid of Ige on the mat. And he's coming off a fight against Quarantillo in which he landed seven takedowns. And I don't need seven takedowns from him. But if he can just mix in two, that's going to definitely boost his floor and ceiling. Um, I also think he has a technical advantage on the feet. Ige's going to have some reach over him, so Ige's definitely live in this fight as well, but I like the value on Tucker for 7.6K. I like his path to victory. I, I think Ige may be a touch overrated in the matchup just because he truly has fought better competition, but um, 
I believe in the skill set of what I've seen from Tucker, and I'm absolutely willing to target him at this price on DraftKings. Any sort of win will be enough for my taste, and I think he has reasonable upside for that price, 7.6K. Gavin Tucker is my salary play of the week. Finally, going to give out my fade of the week, and as much as I want to give you Angela Hill for the sec, for the se- uh, not the second time in a row, but I think two weeks ago when Angela Hill was supposed to face Ashley Yoder, I gave out Angela Hill as the fade of the week. She's still priced up at 9.4K. I'm still not going to have a lot of exposure to her. I'll throw out a different name for you though. Gloria DePaola at 8.8K. I'm really not going to end up with much exposure to. Sometimes these fights burn me. Sometimes they don't. She's minus 185 to win against Jin Yu Frey. It would. This segment would be a lot easier for me if I just picked fighters in the 6K range, but I'm trying to pick some bigger favorites for you. Uh, DePaulo minus 185. I tend to think women often come in overrated off the regional scene, and she had a, a decent win on the Contender Series. Uh, let me pull up her record here, but she's only 5-2, and two, and it wasn't that long ago when she lost to Isabella de Padua on the regional scene, a girl who's already made it to the UFC and was dominated. It wasn't that long ago when she lost to Ariane Carnalosi. It was a it was a while ago, actually, 2017. But that's her other loss, another girl who's been dominated in the UFC. And so Padua, um, Paula just has a few wins over very poor competition, and it doesn't it doesn't signify to me that she's ready for the UFC A. Um, I don't think she's a great wrestler. She has some submission game relatively decent striker but she's facing an opponent who's very very experienced at the least in Jin Yu Frey. Paula is going to be bigger longer probably more active that's a major concern with Frey and that's why Paula is a favorite here. Jin Yu Frey's landed 26 strikes in both of her two UFC bouts so you just cannot rely on Frey at all and who knows if she wants to mix in the wrestling this is just a, an ugly matchup but I, I can't project Paula to land a high number of strikes. I can't project Paula to land a high number of takedowns. She doesn't seem super interested in wrestling. And her inside distance line is plus 340. Unless she goes out there and jumps on a guillotine or wins by knockout, I don't see her ending up on the optimal lineup. This whole upper 8K range is very tough, and I think you can consider fading a lot of these fighters. Glory to Paula for me is my fade of the week at 8.8K. I'm going to be paying up to the 9K range whenever possible. Um, so I will not have much of Paula or this fight as a whole from a DraftKings perspective. Before I go, just for fun, uh, I'll throw out another fight that I like. I think in the mid, there's not really a mid-range this week with uh, Rothwell and Linz scrapped from the card. Serkinov, Ryan Spam, that's a great fight to target. Inside the distance lines, like minus 425. That fight's going to be very, very popular. The other fight in that mid-range that I like is Semmelsberger versus Witt, and I, I think it's somewhat binary in the sense that if Samuelsberger is able to keep the fight on the feet, I think he has advantages. Witt's been knocked out a bunch of times. If Samuelsberger wins, it's potentially by knockout. And on the other side, I've seen real weaknesses in Samuelsberger's game on the mat. Jason Witt's coming off a fight in which he landed multiple takedowns, dominated on the mat, trains with uh, James Krause, coached by James Krause. So I think it's kind of a wrestler versus striker matchup in a sense. And if Witt goes out there and wrestles, he's going to score very highly in a win. If the fight plays out in the feet, Semmelsberger's got a good chance of winning by knockout. So it's a sneaky fight to target to open up the uh, card on Saturday, a fight that I'll probably be overweight to the field on. Just wanted to throw that, throw that one out there for fun for you guys. But that's going to do it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you again for the support. As always, make sure you subscribe to the channel right now. Like the video, comment below who your favorite play on the DraftKings slate is. Thank you for the support as always. 
dailyfanmma.com. All breakdowns are up, podcasts is up, rankings, projections, betting content, all that good stuff every single week. You can follow me on Twitter, at Brad Apley, double T, double P. Best of luck in your contest this week, guys. Stay safe. Talk to you soon. Peace.